So what do you feel? Could it be emotion? Don't worry because we do got lotion. Ain't no lotion is any good until it's being used. So for the next 15 minutes, we are gonna put in the lotion on your by music generated emotion. We are gonna be dividing this segment in three sub-segments. First, we're doing hidden emotions and lyrics. What's to say of that? Second, we are gonna talk about major and minor, because according to some people, that actually does steer the will of emotion in music. Last but not least, perception of music. Can you believe everything that you hear? Let's kick it off and start putting some lotion on the emotion. Let's start with subsegment one. Hidden emotions. You're listening to a WDKA. A W DKA. Emotions. Emotions. Stacy, hi. Hi. We're gonna talk about hidden emotions and lyrics. So we're gonna kick it off with Abba. Oh. Well you almost forgot Medea here, so Medea is also going to help us out today. Yeah. So let's start with Abba. Yeah, you wanna listen to the track right away? Yeah, straight sure. away. Well, maybe we should get some background information first. So, Medea, where are you from again? Well, me, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Italy originally, but I study audiovisual design my first year. Hmm. So, uh, what about you? Well, I'm pretty Dutch. Like, probably you will hear it also well while I start speaking, but it will be okay. Um, what was the first time you heard this song? Oh, wow. I can't remember, I think. But I feel like I always connect the song with the musical Mamma Mia. Like the scene where they're just dancing down that street. I don't have that at all. Like, I really hate musicals, so that's probably a thing. But then again, um, what do you think about the lyrics? How do you feel about those? Like, what kind of feeling does it give you? Hmm, that's a good question. I feel, well, obviously, kind of, you just want to, like, stand up from your chair and dance around. It's, for me, it's a party song. It's, yeah, you just want to dance. Yeah, for me, it's one of the most depressing songs ever. Because if I think about it, it's about a woman sitting in a bar looking at a 17-year-old girl dancing in the middle of the crowd and noticing she's not mm. 17 anymore. Okay. That's pretty upsetting. Yeah. yeah. But then everybody wants to get old, but don't want to become old, sort of. Yeah, it's sad. So that is kind of putting the emotion. Lotion on the emotion, isn't it? She's sad because she's getting old? Yeah, I'm getting old. Let's not talk about that one. Are you getting old, Stacey? Apparently, yeah. But that's a good sign. <laughs> All right, so that is Abba Dancing Queen. Ah. So, Stacey, you want to tell us something about the Beastie Boys? I'm going to play this tune. I think Medea here is already on the bar again and dancing on the chair. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. I Dylan? definitely wish. <laughs> Be careful, though. Yeah, please don't trip. No, the thing is, uh, I've been going into the story behind the lyrics, and it doesn't make sense if you see the rest of their music, sort of. 
So we started in looking into it, and we started to look at the at the video, of course, which are three pretty young guys trashing a party. Um, but then, apparently, they didn't want to make this song um, to show them off as party guys. They wanted to show that they actually are not party guys, and their values are not the same as as their crowd. Um, there's quite a uh, discussion about this one on the internet, so you should really check that one out. Um, but then again, it's still a party anthem for me. I don't know how you guys think about it. It's a party anthem for basically everyone, but so. you're saying it's not meant to be a party anthem? No, they just wanted to show that there are more values than only partying and drinking and getting shit-faced. That, that was sort of the song. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it does with you guys, but with me, that definitely uh, it leaves me with some serious. Uh, oh. Emotion. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit confused now, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I have a very interesting story. Oh, tell me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the word here. I have a story about America, the United States of America, always hot in the news, breaking news. But we're gonna dive into the history. And we're going to start with the Civil War between the North and the South of America, which was basically going over slavery, you know, the Confederate flag and everything. As we all know, the North won, and so it was the end of slavery in America. But this event lingered on in music, and the South may lost the Civil War, but they did not lose their, their, their cultural values if it comes down to slavery and everything. So they stayed very stubborn, uh, very racist in, in some people's eyes. And so, actually, one of these guys was New Young, and he kind of attacked the South in what you may call maybe a rock and roll beef or anything, like we know it from hip-hop. So I'm going to play you the song from New Young in which he, like, uh, puts the South in his place. Southern man, you better remember what your good, good book says. Well, it's obviously referring to the Bible right there. And um, he is pretty mad at Southern man for seemingly to not remember anything about the Civil War. And he, I think he, like, disgraces them for, for continuing in, in these ways. But the funny thing is, there actually came a musical answer from the South... From Lynyrd Skynyrd, a song we all know, and pay attention because he's gonna address New Young very personally in the lyrics. There it goes. Ah, 
I hope Neil Young will remember Southern men don't need him around. Now, what's to say of that? Like, I also heard, uh, in the end, they made it up. Like, they, 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 made, they, made, they made friends. Actually, Badea, you told me one time that Neil Young actually played on the funeral from? Oh, yeah. Well, not on the funeral, but um, on their memorial concert, because oh, yeah. three band members died in an air, uh, airplane accident. He played Sweet Home Alabama on their memorial concert. Yeah, so in the end, they weren't that big of enemies, right? They weren't fighting, but if you yeah. listen to these songs, it sounds like it. You would think of it, yeah, for sure. What do you think of it, Stacey? Yeah, I clearly don't know. I have no clue. Because to be fair, there are more kind of bands that are rivaling in music, which are actually normally friends. So maybe it's a friendly competition? Could be as well. A friendly competition in, 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 in with, with such a serious subject? Yeah, I guess so. It's good to keep each other sharp. I don't know. I, 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 I do not think they were friends at that time. Yeah, maybe they became it later. They can also be, yeah? Yeah, maybe they became it later. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very interesting story. And I don't know if it makes Sweet Home Alabama racist. I don't want to be the one saying that. Um, I did just kind of say it, but... You just said it. I, ju- I just said yeah, it. You just said it. Okay. So we're going to be moving on to Queen. I want to break free. Let's take a l- listen to the song. Stacy, oh. do you ever felt like wanting to break free for something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're now living in a uh, pandemic. I think that is like clearly my feeling every day well, when I'm in front of a laptop. Nice. This is a great pandemic song. Yeah. Could be actually, yeah. Well, for Freddie, it wasn't at the time. Um, originally, like I thought, I always thought it was uh, a want to break free because um, um, from the system, kind of, because of his bisexuality and not being accepted. But it actually was about his relationship that he wanted to break free. Um, but that wasn't even why the song gets so popular. Um, it was because MTV was the thing of the 80s, I guess. And their song got banned on MTV. And so it got banned on uh, the whole US, actually. Can you imagine why, Stacey? Yeah, I can still remember him like vacuum cleaning in and really like like a short. It was uh, it was a skirt actually. He was a, like vacuum cleaning a, the whole house. A pink skirt, wasn't it? No, I think it was black. His top was was pink, but that was really near. That was really close. Um, yeah, so somehow they thought it, he was promoting transsexuality, I guess, and that's why they got banned. But apparently, the band only wanted to do this to sort of be like, we're cheeky, we're British, let's go. So that was a bit. Of a misinterpretation. Yeah, it was kind of weird because um, it actually was just like a parody of that British uh, show Coronation Street. So it was kind of good old British humor. 
Um, but yeah, they ended up not touring in the northern Northern America, but in the Netherlands, it was a number one hit. Just imagine how the music scene could have changed if Queen w- would have been on the first place there in, in the US. Oh yeah. Yeah, could have been. Well, that's a song with a, uh, well, with a lot of uh, emotion. And we're putting the lotion on that emotion right now. But yeah, you are going to continue because we're having a very nice track. It's called Closing Time, right? Oh, yeah. Let's check it out. Closing time. This room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come. So gather. Oh, yeah, that's actually uh, like the line of the song where it comes down to realize what the song is actually about. But what do you think, Dylan, what the song is about? I don't know. He just said, this bar isn't open. It's not going to open until your brothers and your sisters come. Well, the room, actually. But uh, he mentions the bar earlier. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know what your brothers and sisters got to do with anything, but closing time. Well, maybe just like, let's keep it on. The bar is closing. You have to go home. Sad moment of the night. No, no, but because your brothers and your sisters still need to come. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Well, it comes from, well, it actually was a closing song for um, for their session when they were playing because they were so sick of their old song. But when Wilson was writing that song, he was actually writing the song in 20 minutes, he realized closing time was much more also about being born and his wife was pregnant at that time with their first daughter. So with room, he actually didn't mean a bar in that moment, but they actually liked the, uh, the womb of his wife. So it was about that his child obviously had to get be born at some point, oh. so there would be room for siblings. This song is about birth? It is. I, I did mean, not see that coming. I'm really happy <laughs> that we cannot make this visual. It's like, it's better. Let's just play this. Can you play the song again? Yeah, let's let's let's, let's listen again. Closing time. This room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come. So gather. I don't know. I think it's a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I think it's a bit weird. Well, you have to put an emotion on it. I feel. Pretty uncomfortable right now. All right, I'm gonna put some emotion. Emotion. Feel much better now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, another thing in in hidden lyrics is the backwards, the playing backwards of vanilla, right? So, we all know the stories about Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, playing it backwards would get you a satanic message. Uh, Stacey, you have also something to say about this. Yeah, well, metal, no. Mostly, a lot of people think about that metal if they think about songs playing backwards. But let's go a bit, bit back to the more early days. Because um, actually one of the first ones were the Beatles doing this. And I don't see them as satanic. Well, I don't know how you see them. No, and, 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 and rumor says they did it on purpose. Do you yeah. believe that? Yeah, I think so. Apparently, one of the guys came home really stoned and was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to play this song backwards. And then it became a sort of a gimmick and it kept doing it. 
that's the story. Yeah, and, and it's about Revolution 9, right? Let's take a look at the song played forward and then played backwards. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. So this is forwards. Here it comes backwards. You're supposed to hear, get me out. Uh, I didn't hear that, to be honest. <laughs> there was a rumor back then that, that, that uh, Paul, Paul McCartney died, which was actually not true. And some of these conspiracy geekos, they said this song was the proof, like the secret message was there. And he was like, get me out, I don't want to be here anymore. Get me out of the car. There are actually many people who are saying many things. So I don't know what is true, but it is funny that the whole playing backwards of songs did not start off with this Satanism kind of style. Well, that is the most popular message in playing vinyl backwards, isn't it, Stacey? Yeah, well, it is if you go look on the internet, which will give you loads of things, even Dora's team playing backwards. That's pretty oh scary. Go check it out. Um, but then if you start looking at it, there, for example, the conspiracy theory of the Beatles is pretty big. Yeah. Um, and it was on the whole album. It's the most, not only one song. So if you're interested in conspiracy theories, because everybody is apparently lately, just go check it out. But there were more songs, because we tried to sort of find the more lighter ones, the more charming ones. Yeah, we didn't want to go all into the Satanism. That's kind of dark in these dark times. We need some light in these times. Yeah. So, which one will we choose now? Well, you know Weird Al Jankovic? Yeah, of course I know him. I remember like Larry. A let's let's do it. Say, do you remember that guy Larry next door? Well, he always was the neighborhood clown. Like the kind, he pulled my pants off and he took those colored pictures and posted copies all over town. Here it comes backwards. Well, this is actually my favorite because if you play it backwards, the thing you're getting is whoa, you must have an awful lot of free time on your hands. Which I'm sure I'm sure he did have an awful lot of free time on your hands, otherwise you wouldn't get to figure something as this out, right? And also like um so it goes about his crazy neighbor, Larry. He says, like the time he took my pants off and he took those color pictures and posted copies all over town. That sounds like someone who has an awful lot of free time on his hands. So this is a really nice one. I love this guy. His lyrics are horrible. Yeah, you uh, love Weird Al Jankovic? Yeah, I love this guy. He's, uh, he's uh, For me, it's an, uh, a legend, really. He's crazy, but that's good, because we need a sort of entertainment as well. So it's good to be crazy sometimes. But I'm like, I'm curious, Dylan, what was the first album you ever bought? Because nowadays we only stream things. Like I've been... I'm so embarrassed to say this. Just tell me. James Blunt. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best thing I heard today. I'm so sorry about this. (laughs) Is it your beautiful? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is so much leverage. I'm going to use this against you for the rest of my life. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't punish me for being honest. 
I actually went to see him in Ahoy <laughs> with my mom when I was 11 or something. It was beautiful. As beautiful as the songs. <laughs> okay, well, that's the best news of today. So now everybody can hear that Dylan's first album was James Bond. Um, I, I think like my first single was Mr. Oizo. So I win. I think I win. But let's go. That was a lot of emotions. <laughs> let's go to the next subject. That's, that is definitely a lot of... Uh, Emotion. I'm so in love with this jingle. All right. So we have putting, we, we have been putting some lotion on the emotion. Um, we've been talking about lyrics and how it's how it can be hidden in uh, in music. But there's definitely some other things that, that that steer the wheel of emotion in music. And right now, we have Hugo joining us. Hugo, introduce yourself. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Hi, Hugo. And hello to whoever is listening to this podcast. My name is Hugo and uh, I'm a first year graphic design student and um, today I'll be talking with Medea about major and minor in music um, and how this influences us emotionally and how it can be tricky sometimes. Uh, A small disclaimer, we are not musicians by any means, at least not yet, and um, this is a very complex subject, so we're going to be talking about this very primitively and not in depth. So, what is major and minor? Well, in Western music, the terms major and minor may describe the interval, chord, scale, or key in music. So, a song could, por- for example, be in a major key, or it could be in a minor key. Or, and in general, uh, major is normally related to being happy. So, for example, a major chord sounds happy in Western music, whilst a minor chord sounds sad. So, hi, Medea. Hello. <laughs> so, um, as humans, how do we recognize music? Um, as humans, we recognize music not by a single note, but by the intervals between two separate tonic notes. So... Um, that's actually where it all comes down to understand major and minor because the interval at the third tone in a scale in major is larger while the interval in minor is smaller so to be more concrete of a half step so okay half step down okay so to uh, whoever is listening to this to make this a little more um, easier to understand we're going to play two uh, audio clips with one major scale and one minor scale and you're going to have to guess which one is which now remember major is happy and minor is sad Which one was which, Hugo? I think the first one was major, and the second one was minor. Yeah. And yeah, I hope I hope you, as a listener, probably saw why it was ma- was a, why the first one was major and the second one was minor, um, because the first one just sounds a bit more upbeat and clear and more happy. But um, yeah, Medea. So yeah. how does this system affect us emotionally? 
Well, it comes from the way we express emotion in speech. Uh, so when we're writing a song or when musicians make a song, um, they imitate an emotional state. Um, and when we speak the, um, or vocalize ourselves, um, it's very similar to when we make music. So <coughs> the tones that are used um, for um, exciting excitement um, are more happier because um, we do that in speech as well. So excitement and sadness are conveyed by the size of pitch intervals and which rationalizes in music into major and minor. Okay, so so you're saying that if I would laugh now, it would be in major, and if I would cry, that would be in minor? Uh, yeah, kind of. So, for example, whining is done in, in a minor, so it's kind of almost impossible to whine in a, in a, in a major, but you can try. Give so it a shot. So, so, for example, if I was to say, like, I don't want to go to school, mom, mm, that would be, like, minor? Yeah, like, you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can't really do, like, a whining sound in major. Yeah. Maybe when, when the food is good, like, hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. True. It's a positive whine right there. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, moving on, we're going to show you some examples now on what we mean by major is happy and minor is sad. So, first up, we have Hey Jude by The Beatles. Yeah. So, how does that make you feel? Mm, I feel like it comforts. Like the major chord is comforting. Yeah, because it could it could be argued that it's a bit of a melancholic song, you know, because yeah. the be beginning it's a bit like, and the lyrics as well, it's a bit like sad. Fun fact: the the lyrics actually talk about. Uh, well, it was actually written by Paul McCartney to John Lennon's son, whose name is Julian, and um, the actual the first two words, is, which is "Hey Jude," is actually "Hey Jules" in the first draft, and it's basically a comforting song for. Uh, John Lennon's son, because uh, I think at the time he, um, John Lennon was uh, divorcing his wife and going with Yoko Ono. So, yeah, it's like the lyrics kind of sound a bit sad, but the, the, the melody sounds really happy, and especially in the end, where it's like, you know, the na, 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 na. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty cheering up, you know. So what you basically want to say is that it contains a lot of emotions. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next up, we have a, another song, which is now in minor, and it's supposed to be sad. And uh, this is the song is A Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. I think this is like the saddest song I've ever heard. I think there's no more like sad song in, in the world. Yeah, well, uh, true, to be fair, this is really like, I'm sure if you've been on social media and you've seen some videos, you know, like they definitely put this soundbite in it because Jesus oh, yeah. Christ, you just want to cry. But, um, well, to be fair, like um, 
How does how, how does language like influence music? Mm, well, some cultures use have uh, use uh, le- sorry <laughs> the language differently. For example, um, Vietnamese language or um, well, they have larger intervals when they talk. Okay. Um, so that also affects, of course, them, their how they perceive music. Um, for example, if you ever been in a Chinese restaurant as well, um, the music you hear there might be different or sound a little strange to you. Yeah. And that comes from that, actually. And there is, for example, musicians from Java, which is an island in Indonesia. They have a scale that is similar to our minor mode, but is actually deemed happy by the musicians. Oh, so let's say if I would go to a supermarket in, in Indonesia, you know, and they would be playing, uh, like, you know, normally in, in supermarkets there are happy songs, you know. So there, it would probably sound sad to me, maybe. It depends. It could be, depends, <laughs> but yeah, could yeah. be. But yeah, just to, um, also to, to show the difference between how in Western music as well, there are, there are actually songs in major that um, are written, that, no, are in major that are happy chords, let's say, but are actually sad. And for example, Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton, uh, it's it's a very sad song. It's it, He talks about how his kid, you know, uh, died when he was four years old. And he, he basically, the lyrics is very sad, but when you f- when you listen to the instrumental, it's very comforting and, you, and it sounds like uh, he's he's trying to keep this as a memory and, and to carry on, you know, so it's pretty interesting. And as well in Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon, uh, it's written in a mi- in a minor uh, chord progression, but uh, it's a love song. And I mean, Fly Me to the Moon, it's a metaphor for um, feeling euphoric and like out of this world. So, so it's it's pretty interesting how this uh, is, how this is, you know. But uh, next up, we're going to be talking about perception of uh, music with Benaya. Yeah, with Benaya. And so we're closing down this segment. Filled with emotion. Oh yeah. Are you getting tired of that already? Oh no, I can never get. Can that be a major or like a minor? I think it's a major. Yeah, I think major it's yeah. a major yeah. jingle. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Huh? All right. So Benaya is moving in. This is a great guy. He knows a lot yeah, about music. You know, we have actually the son of a legend right here. He's the son of King Shiloh, you know him? No, please, don't say that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Hello, guys. Hey. I'm, uh, I'm Hello just Benaya. setting up quick, uh, if yeah. you don't mind. No, of course. Wow, that was very interesting, guys. I never, uh, I've never looked at it before like that. Yeah, it was really interesting looking into this as well. I really enjoyed it. What part did you like most? Um, well, from uh, major minor, you mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, like, researching all the, the actual meaning behind the songs, you know, and, like, how we're often tricked by by what the actual chords are and it's it's what it's actually meaning, you know. Oh, nice. All right, guys, uh, I think I'm ready. I'm uh, Benaya French. I'm here with uh, Hugo, Dylan, and Medea. Welcome. Um, I'm going to talk about sound and uh, the way that sound works in the human mind, and especially how it works in film as well. So sound moves us in a way that the visuals can't, uh, because sound uh, has been around for a longer time than 
uh, than film, for instance. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, start with a sound clip. I'm just going to talk about it real quick. Are you guys ready? Yeah. quite ambient wasn't it yeah <laughs> so um like you how did that make you uh, feel dude I, f i felt like i was in space and just going around in space and having flashbacks to earth you know by by hearing all the like the water sounds and the dripping you know i was like in my head i was getting flashbacks from from earth was sweet. <laughs> yeah. it was kind of like a space uh waterfall in yeah. a sense yeah. medea what did you uh, how did you experience that sound clip oh i was much more in a spa I felt like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> about to get like a nice massage or something. <laughs> really getting into the mood and kind of putting the lotion <laughs> on for the massage, <laughs> the physical emotion. <laughs> so, um, Dylan, um, what did you feel like, dude? I was like bathing with monks and all. Oh wow! But like in Tibet, uh, in Tibet, yeah. wow. Did, were you wearing like uh, were you wearing? Uh, I was clothes? wearing nothing. No, 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 no. you were just. But naked. You were just there. Nice. Well, did, did you have a nice view on the mountains or were you like in a in a No, in it's a like it's not like yeah, man. It's like this hot oasis like in the middle of the mountain. I don't know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And I feel pretty clean right now. Yeah? Oh, I that's feel like nice. I just took a shower. Oh, that's cozy. I mean you feel fresh. I feel yeah. I feel fresh. Fresh and calm. I feel mm -hmm. fresh and calm. Yeah. Did that did the water make you feel fresh or Yeah, I think so. But also because the ambient sound in the background, like that made it warm. Because the drips, they can be cold, right? Mm, but the yeah, right. Yeah. That, that, was, that was putting the heat in the beat. Nice, 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 nice. I like that because um, according to uh, a lot of studies, uh, we have a part in our brain called the limbic part and that, uh, that registers sounds. Um, and according to studies, natural sounds are being processed there as safe and they're being regarded as uh, a safe environment so a place where you can relax so it's quite fun that um, when i show it, uh, that you listen to the clips of water uh, with an ambient sound on the background that you guys actually felt very um, in a kind of meditative style i yeah, really yeah, like true. that yeah true um so yeah i'm kind of moving on from that um the so it sounds divine and it's kind of um like a sort of uh, glue that it connects either people together who like who share the same opinion on music but also um it connects image to uh to storytelling modes um so i've been doing some research about films actually and um i was uh watching a documentary about miles davis 
and he actually made a whole sound um he made like the whole soundtrack for a french movie called uh ooh, part of my french by the way um it's called uh ascensure pour les chandons sounds quite french doesn't it um and actually on the set he was kind of walking around the whole time and just playing certain bits and in the end the whole album that got constructed by it was uh, blue and green i'm not sure if you guys know that uh that album no nope. no i don't think so mm-hmm. no it sounds yeah. interesting though you should look into it it's really I nice j- i know james blunt though <laughs> <laughs> oh it would be fun if james blunt would be walking around on your movie set what kind of movie do you think you'd get with james blunt yeah oh man it's definitely uh gonna be this hotshot army movie i don't want to get into this all right okay so let's move on um but there's also a few movies where there's been no uh, where sound hasn't been used um where it's a movie by the coon brothers it's called um no country for old man yeah, uh, yeah. i'm not sure if you guys seen it by any chance yes yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. it's one yeah. i mean like the i'm not sure if you guys noticed that there was any music in yeah, the there was movie. no music it's in, yeah it's really cool the way there was no music oh really yeah but i didn't know that no that's interesting <laughs> but like how was the um how was the the film itself like what kind of feeling did you or like what kind of uh emotion did you get from it hmm it's a good question because there was no music right yeah uh, it was a long time long time ago i've seen that movie though yeah. <laughs> Empty dive into empty, I would say. space waterfalls. Yeah, empty and cold. Mm. Yeah, cold. Yeah. Yeah. Lonely also a bit. Yeah, exactly. You should not watch this movie alone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. So um, kind of, hey. That's, that's sorry. The, that's um, the mail coming in. There, there's a horse in the hallway. He's <laughs> <laughs> kind of trembling his feet. Yeah. He's uh, hungry for hay. A lot of mail. Hay, mail. Um, <laughs> and it's actually a male guy as well. That's fun. Uh, so um, <laughs> let's move on. Um, so well, yeah. Well, to yeah. be fair, it's also interesting how in in films, like you'd always imagine that on the set they'll take the the sound that it's produced. Like yeah. for example, walking in snow. Mm-hmm. The they would just take the the sound from like the actors walking in the snow, but it's actually made in studios, and um, <clears throat> like there's for example to make the sound of snow. There's just someone in a studio stamping on sandbags and it imitates the exact same sound of snow, <laughs> which is pretty like, if you really think about it, kind of creepy because uh, yeah. you've been lied to the whole time, you know? <laughs> it's like you don't know what's going on. It's a bit like Santa Claus, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this actually snow? So should you trust, you know, what you're hearing in film, you know? So Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> if so you take it to that extent, you know? But uh, Yeah, true. So um, I kind of like this idea that uh, sounds kind of divine images and um and it defines emotions as well so um what i want to do next is um listen to a few short clips of songs and um i just wanted to ask you guys to close your eyes and tell me what you guys see in like five words key keywords are you guys ready for the first one yep all right here we go Uh, i'm gonna start off um in a very specific mood Wow. 
Wonka. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I had to cut it there. Uh, not anywhere else. So um, Hugo, what did you uh, what did you picture? Like, if it was a movie, what kind of scene would you see in well, a few short? Well, I, I kind of cheated. I had my eyes open, but I was I was looking at a train passing by, and like instantly, I was picturing it going in slow motion, for example, and yeah. something dramatic happening. You know, mm, like, like the sun going down. Yeah, the sun going down, and there we go. The apocalypse starts. You know, and we're all <laughs> it's all slowly going to hell. You know, oh, shit. And you? How did you feel? I don't know. I was. Um, I, don't, I I felt like I was in a in a Victorian bathtub in the middle of Paris. <laughs> yeah. Windows open. You can hear cars flashing by, and you're just sitting there with your croissant and uh, some roses in the background, a big mirror as well. And I don't know. It was just very French, very French. Dylan, how did you feel? Wow, man, I love this song, <laughs> and I see this um, this tall, beautiful woman in a red dress, telling me to. Do open that bottle of wine. Ooh. Smoke that cigarette. Put some sugar in your coffee. Enjoy life. We don't care. Mm. So you'd be so you'd have like a very uh, a very exciting movie. Yeah, I'm I'm this this is wanting this is making me want to go out and live. Ooh. Yeah. Live life. Yeah, I see what it, you mean. It it, it it steers the wheel of emotion. Ooh. Nice. No oh, yeah. steel this time. Medea, what did you feel like? Oh, it's kind of funny because I also looked at the train as Hugo did, <laughs> apparently. Um, but I saw much more like one of those old trains mm-hmm. that I would lean out of the window and wave my white tissue oh, to my oh, my dear cute. husband. No, and oh. kind of, um, I mean, you're in the train. Like, what kind of what's the setting? Are you in the countryside or you're just leaving Paris Nord? <laughs> yeah, leaving leaving the city. Yeah, ooh. In black and white, you know. Nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm gonna go on to the next song. Uh, this is a bit different. Again, I want to close close your eyes. This is gonna be a fun ride. <laughs> Some nice bass lines there. So, um, did you guys see anything, or was it just like completely blank? That could also happen, of course. It really disproves my whole theory of what I've just been telling, but it's possible. I, I think I thought saw a swamp. Swamp. <laughs> I think I saw a hippo in a swamp. I don't even know if hippos live in swamps, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh my god, I did saw a hippo in a swamp. <laughs> hippo in a swamp. I yeah, like that. that. Especially get wah <laughs> sound. You know, <laughs> you see this big animal wah <laughs> coming wah. <laughs> kind of wondering what sound a hippo really makes. Do you think it makes a womp or more a swamp? <laughs> um, sounds pretty similar to me. Oh, <laughs> oh but yeah, I see what you mean though. Probably really loud. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I, I felt like I was on a on a like a beach, and somewhere in like the Caribbeans, and and uh, I just sealed off the biggest like drug deal in the world, you know. Oh wow! And, <laughs> and like I'm some kind of mafia boss, you know, like just chilling with a cigar. Do you know what's really funny? 
Sorry, I'm gonna get to you in a second. Um, this song was actually used in Breaking Bad, where someone really becomes the biggest drug dealer in the world, which oh makes shit. it very interesting. You were so it's close. Yeah, because I've actually I, w- I watched Breaking Bad and I was like, yeah. I've, I've probably heard this before. Yeah, yeah, it's a scene where Walter like gets all the uh, chemistry glassware out of the lab and um, he uh, takes it to the to the uh, to the van. So it's like re- really like at the start of it, but the song, I mean, it really encourages this um, this act, the, this kind of action that's going on. There's something happening, yeah, you yeah, know. It's yeah. uh, like in the swamp, the hippo starting to womp. You know, it's <laughs> uh, it's nice. Medea, what did you uh, what did you encounter in your vision? Well, for me, it was uh, on a mountaintop in the tropics somehow, and people. And enjoying their fireplace and dancing around that. Mm, nice, <laughs> that's cool. That's cozy. I like that. Yeah. What were you doing? Oh, that's good. <laughs> were, you, were you just looking I at them? Yeah, I was like God looking over them. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Cool. Nice, nice. Um, so I have another song. All right. Are Ooh. you guys ready? This is the last one. Last one. Okay. Last one. Okay. So here we go. This is um a bit different. so crazy it's, it's getting out of control <laughs> it is getting out of control eh? it is yeah. kind of getting out of control yeah so um all right how did we uh, how did we feel on that was it uh was it happy in a way uh, i feel like very action-based i felt yeah. like i had to make a quick decision all like right I'm, I'm like i'm in the in how to be a millionaire you know no you uh, who wants to be a millionaire you know uh, oh yeah, yeah about yeah. to make a decision and like the mm. question is like you know What's the capital of France? And I'm there like, what? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Quite like that. So, um, Medea, what did you, um, what did you see? Uh, metal. I don't know why, but it yeah, kind of reminded me of metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. I like that. So, um, I mean, with that, I kind of wanted to uh, wrap it up. Uh, I really like to. Uh, I really like your guy. Uh, like your response as well. It was uh, very interesting to uh, hear that you got actually got one almost like completely right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it was nice. So uh, with that, I kind of want to sign off and um, appreciate the sounds around you a bit more. Thank you, Dylan. You're so welcome. Thank you, uh, Manea. That was a very interesting piece. We did do a lot of things today, didn't we, Hugo? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, <laughs> we listened. <laughs> I think I want to close it 
with the superb power of music and let's play uh, let's play the last example yeah um of the quickly music very um, quickly could i mention quickly the Barack Obama one let's do it i'm yeah. going to play it all right so just play the the sound clip a long time coming been a long time coming but tonight because of what we did on this day in this election at this defining moment change has come to america so yeah quickly to wrap that up um music has also a big influence in politics yeah, and powerful yeah and as you as you heard that was uh, in 2008 Barack Obama was elected president in uh, in in America and um he quoted Sam Cooke's a change is going to come and this song is a very uh, powerful song in the civil rights movement in America and uh, and Sam Cooke actually wrote it uh, right like right before segregation ended in America so uh, yeah it's a uh, i think it's also a very strong and point it's so powerful this this yeah. this fragment is so powerful yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's amazing mm-hmm. i like the um, i liked it that barack obama actually went in yeah to get something from back from the artists yeah and since he was the first black like black um, or african american yeah. president it was like yeah. so strong. thanks everyone for listening this is be putting the lotion on the <laughs> Mm, oh that yeah. jingle gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you.